Cuphead and all hope listeners, you're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya folks, Old Man Grognard here. It's a Tuesday, and I hope you're all doing well. Had a great Monday game last night. It was a lot of fun. Astonishing swordsman. They're in a bit of a pickle, but I hope they'll get out of it by next time. I'm doing well. And I want to talk more about some undead. Know you're undead. <laughs> some I want to talk about vampires. Now, what are my favorite vampires? Now, a lot has been written on vampires from basic book to Holmes to all the way down to fifth edition and every and everywhere in between. And what can I say? I've got my favorites. Uh Vampires, I looked through BX, I looked through first edition, I also looked through the creature the uh, creature catalog for the Rule Cyclopedia, D&D, Menser. And my, first of all, they, they're they a little bit more powerful in AD&D, of course. In the basic set, the basic sets, I should say, BX, Holmes, Beck Me, they're AC2. In AD&D 1st Edition, they're AC1. So there's that. And also, I think it's interesting because... Well, I'm not going to get into the level draining just yet, but what I wanted to say is if a vampire drains somebody to zero level, they become a vampire themselves under the control of the vampire that created them or that did the whammy on them. Well... I, I, okay, I get it. Now, I understand that, but it doesn't really give you an either or. It just happens. And then if you kill the main vampire, they, they're destroyed too. If they're really nice about it, they're really nice about it, the DM's nice about it, he'll let the, the players come back to life or whatever, like they did in the original Dracula anyway. But my favorite vampire of all, even over the vampire in the Rules Cyclopedia, is the Nosferatu vampire, which we'll find in the Creature Catalog DMR2 TSR9438. I'm sure it's in the earlier edition, too, that they published. This is the one they republished, then they redid, added a few things in there, and... I like it because, one, it doesn't drain levels. I have a real problem with level drain. I just do. I feel like it's dunning the player too much. If it was just dunning the character... And yes, there there is a chance that, you know, you get drained two, four levels, and you have to work it back or, you know, go on from there, and victory is all that much sweeter in the later becoming a hero with a handicap. It's kind of like people who roll, like, all sixes in their stats or so or they get really low stats but they manage to become heroes anyway i can understand that but not all people want to do that they want decent stats and they also don't want to get level drained and i just think it's a little unfair to the player it may sound like kind of a yeah you're being wimpy but you know i've never been, i've never been comfortable with that on top of that there's all that bookkeeping to do now if you're going to drain a level, you've got to go back and 
say your character goes from level eight to level six. So you got to go back there. You've got to take away some special abilities, whatever class it is. You've got to take away hit points. You've got to readjust saves. And sometimes that's a lot of work, especially the hit point department. The way I like to do it is, okay, you've got drain two levels, whatever your hit dice is, roll those, and that's how many hit points you lose. I am not, I, this used to happen in third edition, I am not recording every die roll I do as I go up in level. No way, no how, and I don't expect anybody else to do it. So there's the paperwork issue. It just just feels wrong. I don't know why. So I like the Nosferatu vampire because it states right up front, this vampire does not drain levels. It drains blood. Which means it may be worse than the Nosferatu vampire. I'm sorry. It may be worse than the regular vampire. Because you're losing hit points. You're not losing levels. You're losing hit points. And it's an AC, they're AC2. And let's see, what else, what else it says here? They only regenerate one hit point of damage per round. And the victims return from the, this is important. The victim, the Nosferatu's victims return from the dead three days later, only if the Nosferatu intended for them to do so. So he has the option of making them deader than dead. And to me, that's a lot scarier. Because, oh, I have enough minions. Okay, fine, you're dead. And that's it. I don't know if that's going to affect, affect, like, say, okay, three days later, he decides you're going to stay dead. Or right there, he says, you stay. what would happen if the player characters found the body and they tried to raise it? Would that have anything to do with it? Would they come back as a vampire? Would they come back as a person? You know, the way they were. Who knows? You can play it either way, which makes it vastly more interesting. And, of course, the Nosferatu, the vampire, retains its character class skills and powers and restrictions its undead form at the point of, at the level it attained when it died. They also say fighter and cleric Nosferatu can wear armor, although it does no good unless it provides an AC better than two. The cleric Nosferatu, they can only command undead, not turn them. And here's the, the final sentence. I love this. Very old Nosferatu can operate in sunlight. I like that. That'll throw them for a loop. That gives me ideas for like an adventure with a very old Nosferatu. I've got one in my world already that they will just go out and day like it's nothing. Like they may, I may give them like a little weakness, but nothing, nothing detrimental. So I could have the villain running around during the day, totally confusing the player characters. Oh, man. And also says these undead can be of any, the undead they create can be of any alignment. I don't know if the, it didn't say anything about changing their alignment to something evil when they become undead, but there's always that option. So I really like the Nosferatu Vedbear. How would you use these things? Well, I would use them I would use them anywhere I'd use a regular vampire. Now if you've got one, say, bound to a lich, 
that's going to be interesting. And also the Nosferatu vampire feels more along the lines of the gothic horror Dracula Strahd type. That's what I like about it. It just feels that way. It just feels more more gothic, and I like that. They say they're a special vampire. They also say they're undead and very rare. So there's that too. Like I said, doesn't drain energy. And so that's the kind of vampire I could live with. I'd port this over to any game. I'd port this over to Astonishing Swordsman. I don't care. But I would play it like that. It, I, I don't want to hear anybody saying anything about a cop-out or anything. That's just the way I like to do it. That's just, I, I feel I feel it's a little bit of a break for the player, but at the same time, I feel they're more dangerous than a regular vampire. Because they, uh, draining hit points can get you dead faster than draining levels. So there's that. Anyway, tell me what you think about it, okay? Tell me what you think. You can give me a call over on Anchor, or you can drop me an email at oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We are, we are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you can help this program, and I would thank you. And so I'm going to go start my day, and I hope you folks have a great day. And until I see you next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.